podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am the improbably named Park Parkinson, your host. With me today is Diana McMullen. Hello, everybody. And today's minute starts with Cher and Christian looking at Ty, talking with some Barneys, which is a term. Um, <laughs> Apparently. And then <laughs> we end with the three of them walking away after Christian has rescued Ty from said Barneys. <laughs> So I, we'll start with some plot points because there's a there's a big old change in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when Ty gets her popularity fuel really <laughs> really going because she she lives off of this story for a while. Yes, yeah. Um, I like the. So there's the term Barneys that Cher uses in, in yes. the previous scene. Um, I guess she she mentions that Ty met some Barneys at the Foot Locker and escorted them over there where they're standing against a handrail. So they're up. In the previous scene, they came, Cher and Christian came up an escalator and they noticed Ty with these two dudes that she picked up at Foot Locker basically hanging out. Um, kind of a little ways away, but they're leaning on the glass, like half railing. Um, yeah. Well, Ty's leaning against it and the two guys are standing next to her and they're, you know, giggling in the distance. Um, so they share and Christian have a little bit of banter and, uh, all of a sudden, I guess these guys pick Ty up and you know as you do with a stranger that you've just met dangle uh, her over the railing yeah I think let's we can call it a, a Michael Jackson they, they <laughs> it's a it looks legitimately really terrible like yes. it's the kind of thing like a jackass would do and it's and it looks I would be terrified yes. I would scream if so did it to me yeah they dangle her over and they're like, yeah, like they hold know, her legs and they like her. flip her upside down over the railing, and she screams. Christian goes over and like tough talks these guys, and they flip her back. Uh, he has some words with them and uh, escorts her away. Um, yeah, there's some some gentlemanly shoving. Yes, okay. manly finger yeah. pointing. Yeah, yeah. Once again, asserting Christian's. Um, Manly bona fides. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that he is gay. It's very important now that now that we know he's gay, that he also... Still... You know, not be a sissy, though. Right. right? Yeah. No, but n- nary a hair was moved in his <laughs> beautifully quaffed. No, he is still perfectly quaffed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First she calls them random guys, and then she says Barneys, and then she calls them uh, Cher, um, can we please be more generic when she's talking about, I think kind of both Ty's behavior and also the guys that she's hanging with. So that gives me a real sense of what 
Barney's are. Yeah, that was a and, term that I was unfamiliar with. So I went and looked it up. Okay. And it's a, it's, so she earlier had referred to um, her mother as a Betty. Um, but I thought that you know, meant like Betty Grable, like totally hot. And like, that's totally what I thought. Right, so I thought like Betty Davis. Okay, or, yeah, yeah. Like, cause, you know, Betty Davis. I thought like, you know, that was a. But no, it's. I think these go together because Barney is a reference to Barney Rubble, who's like the oh. average looking guy who gets a hot. Chick. You know, yeah. Hmm. It's my cat, if you can hear my cat making noise <laughs> in the background. Sorry, podcast listeners. So, which actually made me flash on. When she calls her mother a Betty, is she also saying something about her father being oh. like the kind of guy who would get a Betty? Who okay, but 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 so that that's I guess from where that's from going. what I read on the internet, which has never steered me wrong before. <laughs> oh, never. Uh, this that that's what um, Betty and Barney are referring. Okay, because see um, now again, pulling out my Jersey roots here, um, we have uh, Bennies. And those are the people that go down to the shore in the summertime who are from out of state and just make it miserable for everybody, you know, all the locals. So they're called Bennies. So when I, with the first time I saw this movie and I heard her say Barney, it translated in my brain as Benny, as like a kind of Guido dude. And honestly, seeing the guys as they kind of, Jock around with Ty is not uh, a mislabel in that situation yeah. either. What's well, funny because when I, when I hear Benny's, I think um, Benzedrine. <laughs> I think I think I think pills. Well, <laughs> so when I, when I hear Benny's, I think I think pill poppers. But um, well, that was part of the, and this is this is a big part of this uh, of this scene has to do with. On the one hand, it's the it's the jerks what they're doing to um, to Ty, mm-hmm. but also we have like you were saying before there's the banter between Cher and Christian, which is like we said last time uh, talking about Murray's you know Oscar Wilde reference right. that uh, they also here have some some what strike me now as very adult reference point so besides the flintstones mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know i guess uh, you know well and when did the, are... i guess the question is when did the first flintstones movie come out the remake with with uh, john goodman because it may be more current of a of a kind of reference do you know what i mean i think that was after this I, no okay no that was actually around this time yeah that was that was in 94 See? i just looked it up yeah i thought that was posted no no so, so okay, so so Flintstones were new again, but then it, he he says about the jacket is this? So Christian asked Cher about his jacket, right? Christian right. Says, so so they it, come is up it, the steps. Is it James Dean or Jason Priestley? Yeah. And clearly, in that context, Jason Priestley is not as cool as James Dean. Um, he's like, is it James Dean like cool or is it like Jason Priestley like meh? Uh, which is, I remember being in high school. When uh, this is a weird tangent, but so when I was in high school, um, we were in high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the preacher's wife came out mm-hmm. with Denzel Washington, and I want to say was that Whitney Houston? No, I can't remember who played the female lead. It wasn't Whitney Houston because it wasn't it wasn't singing, which I feel like. Anyway, I for sure Denzel Washington played. If only um, we had some the part of, of the angel app or 
internet <laughs> could tell us these things. Keep going. I remember for sure that uh, the role of the angel was played by Denzel Washington. Oh, it was Whitney Houston. Okay. Okay, so it was Whitney Houston and Denzel Washington. Uh, it was, it was, it's a remake of The Bishop's Wife, which is Cary Grant. Okay. And I don't even recall who played the titular wife. The, the bishop was David Niven. And I grew up with that being a regular Christmas movie around my house. And it was on TV, like every Christmas. It wasn't the, 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 the original, The Bishop's Wife. And I remember when the uh, when the remake, The Preacher's Wife, came out, and uh, I remember talking about like movies we were going to go see this weekend with people in my class, and discussing that was coming out, you know, for Christmas time, mm-hmm. and saying that uh, you, you can't top the original. It's got Cary Grant, and Cary Grant is awesome. And I did not add out loud at the time, the dreamiest dream <laughs> that you could dream. And so, does a Washington great, mm-hmm. not Cary Grant, though, because who is? But he, and it was the, in the 90s, he was pretty much the dreamiest dream it was, could dream. He, <laughs> well, he had that smile, which is the killer smile. Uh-huh. Uh, but the people I was talking with did not know who Cary Grant was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was like, I was 16, we're sophomores in high school. We're about the same age these characters are. Yeah. And I was really surprised that I was the only person in this, like, group of, you know, reasonably intelligent, but high school age people. Mm-hmm. So our references were so limited. I didn't realize they were that limited, that they would not know who Cary Grant was. Mm-hmm. That was surprising to me. Um, I didn't realize that was, like, special interest. I don't think it was. Maybe I was with a group of, like, particularly... Less theory. Non, like, movie ignorant uh, high school students, okay. I hope. Um but so, for them to be have like James Dean as their emblem of cool surprises uh, you know me, and, it, I, I and again, it makes them seem like a little a little cut above, you know. I don't know because real, I feel like real high even students. though I had never seen a James Dean movie in high school, I knew who he was. I knew that he was freaking cool, and I knew he died in a car accident. So, like, see, but I bet you knew who Cary Grant was too. Yeah. See. Yeah. I think you were also were a cut above, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm a big uh, nerd. I've always been a big nerd. <laughs> but uh, I feel like, and especially living in California, I feel like James Dean is just kind of like... a Hollywood thing? Yeah. So, like... Yeah. That's fair. James Dean is James Dean. He's 27 Club. He's the whole... He is cool. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Christian's rating system <laughs> that, or at you least as much as I know about it. Yes, yes, I would put James Dean. Well, I mean, looking at Christian's hair, I wouldn't guess that he would necessarily agree with that. But, but he, but I, he, the statement he made, I fully endorse. So you know what I'm? Uh, I, I was thinking about it uh, today while I was at work, trying to not work. Um, he gives off Christian such. Uh, young Marlon Brando vibes. Yeah, I like, actually was a little surprised thing. he didn't say yeah. Marlon Brando. Yeah, I mean, he is he on the waterfront like, to a T. Yeah. And um, especially the jacket he pulls out and holds up is a black leather jacket. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know, that is, again, that is total Marlon Brando. So the fact, again, that all of this is uh, judged against Jason Priestley 
it makes it the right. 90s reference <laughs> that we have. <laughs> like, let's frame this appropriately. We're in a mall looking at a leather jacket talking about Jason Priestley. <laughs> The, and these these are and these are our bookends of cool. <laughs> yes. It begins with James Dean, and the recent, you know, passe. I don't want to be like that. That's too popular. Version is is Jason Priestley. I mean, he didn't say Luke Perry, so <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. Yeah, I am actually a little. I'm a little surprised that um, I guess he didn't. He didn't uh, do a whole lot after... Yeah, I don't know a new thing about that actor, really. No, because he does... I, maybe, this, maybe this sounds goofy saying so, but he does have like a, like a young Brando thing. Like, I don't know how talented he was as an actor. i only seen him in this one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see, like, on his... On his IMDb, like, there's a couple of things, like, some... A couple of TV episodes. Um, a movie called I Shaved My Crotch for This... Um, Hold on, let me fire up the Amazon Prime. (laughs) Uh, I'm curious now. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, Uh, APU, Arts Pod and Underwear was a short film. Hmm. So so good chance of nudity there. Uh, And then (laughs) in like 2005, there's a documentary, like a short documentary thing on Clueless, Hmm. like a little short series that he was involved in. And then, as himself, so for all I know, it was just footage. Mm -hmm. Um and that's almost it. I don't see cute and charismatic. Yeah. But it seems like this was his high watermark. Hmm. I think that's, I mean, that's the scene for the most part. They, you know, so Sharon and Christian have that talk. They go talk to the Barneys, um, save Ty, let up banter. Oh, so then um, Ty and uh, Christian kind of hold on to each other and, and shuffle off together. Um and again, I think that the conversation between Ty and Christian as they walk off, again, just kind of frames her, how naive she is. You know, she, she meets these guys at Foot Locker. She goes off with them. They dangle her over the edge of a, of a ledge. She has yeah. to get herself saved. And then Christian says to her, um, let's get you home for some R&R. And the last line of our scene is Ty asking, what's uh, that? Yeah, I... So, that, you know, I think it, it all just kind of frames, you know, little Ty doesn't know what's up with the world at all. And it, it seems... That one felt kind of flat to me, Well, too. see, that this whole like kind of thing, like, I think joke. it seems against Ty's persona. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she came in, like, jumbled, but more street smart. Yeah, she didn't seem... And this whole scene makes her seem... She didn't seem stupid until she started hanging out with Cher. Right. Like, she seemed, like you said, unaware of, like, the place she was in. Mm -hmm. Naive in that way. Like, in a a biological sense of a naive organism. Right. Where you you transplant organism to a place it's not not previously adapted for. But not... um, To get unnecessarily intellectual. But not, uh, not naive, like, in the sense of doesn't know where her ass will hold my ground. Like she's right. Street, like you said, she's street smart. She's street smart. I feel like R and R is a phrase she would know. That's not like a weird, right? Smarty pants phrase. I does. I mean, it's what a, what a parallel to on one, the one hand you've got Murray making Oscar Wilde references and Christian, you know, using uh, James Dean as a cultural touchstone. And then, you know, less than a minute later, um, Ty doesn't know what R and R means. Mm-hmm. It really highlights, you know, her lack of knowledge. But it really makes it, 
it really makes her just seem stupid instead of. I, I feel like this whole scene unaware. does because I mean, again, this is a girl who comes in. She's had a conversation, or she's not a virgin, um, so she's not unfamiliar with dudes. You know what I mean? This isn't like the first male attention she's ever had. And yeah, and so guys being jackasses are not like a new thing she's never right, encountered exactly. before. Exactly, and and I mean. Again, taking myself, I, and maybe it's my, you know, my paranoid mother drilling this in my head. Like, you don't, like, go off with random dudes you just met. Yeah. Like, and it's not like Sharon Christian were walking behind her and she was just kind of, like, walking ahead of them and they were still in that same kind of group. I mean, she was up there standing there and Sharon Christian came up the escalator. You know, it's not like they were together. Together that whole time it's like she met some dudes and like they left her and went and did some shopping and then they happened to meet back up you know yeah they really split up so i yeah. i just feel like this whole scene just makes ty seem um just a lot less than what she is yeah and that's not like I don't want to victim blame. Like, it's not Ty's oh, no, no, fault no. that nope. some jerk guy was dangling her no, off of a... No, no, no. Not Ty's fault at all. But Ty has previously been seen as a kind of, like, a little more savvy, street smart, mm-hmm. aware in that kind of way person. So it is weird to portray her as also the kind of person that a couple of not very bright-seeming guys mm-hmm. um, were able to... You know, right, yeah. Well, I didn't mean that as victim shaming. It just seems more out of character. Like the scene makes her yeah. is, is her is out of character for her in in, a, in an attempt to set up um, what's going to happen in in the in the following scene and and how you know the the false. I don't know if it's well. How she's she's going further out of the character that we saw her be at the beginning. Right, she's right, and that. I yeah, and in that, in that sense, I, I could see. I could see, like, her, you know, going off with these random guys, which, you know, Cher is annoyed by. Uh, mm-hmm. I could see that being sort of a symbol of... I'm reading a lot of this minute. Sort of a symbol of, <laughs> <laughs> of you know, she's, she's kind of off-kilter in this, you know, new life that she's... Yeah. This new persona that she's trying to craft for yeah. herself has, has sort of... Like, you know, kind of unbalanced. Her, yeah. Doesn't know, like, what of my instincts that I usually have, what should I trust? And what sort of behavior that I usually would engage in, uh, like maybe telling a guy who's being a jerk to, you know... Back off. To, yeah. Um, you know, and be very frank and very abrupt. Mm-hmm. But, no, I'm trying to be this other new person. Yeah, that's true. You know? So, in a, in a sense, it's like, you know, it's a little bit of a... Well, here are some of the dangers of, you know... Changing your personality not, completely. For yeah. Just help somebody else. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, al- al- yeah, altering who you are to suit what someone else says you should be right. instead of trying to follow your own and develop your own instincts, as Ty already kind of has before then. Mm-hmm. This is not this minute in particular, but this movie is... Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a sort of an Alicia Silverstone vehicle, and it was kind of the launch for Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Um, what other Alicia Silverstone movies have you seen that made an impression on you? Or if any made an impression on you? Um, the Crush is the one with uh, with Carrie Hughes. 
Always. Always. Uh, always yes. say it wrong. From The Princess Bride. Oh, well, that's yes. why I watched it. <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of people watched it. Because it's of one of those ones that, uh, again, was probably on at a party somewhere the first time I saw it. So I was only like half watching it, but it was on in the background. And I was like, okay, I'll have to watch that later. And uh, my boyfriend in high school worked at a video store. So it was... Uh, the world was my oyster as far as what movies we <laughs> wanted to watch. So, uh, you know, as you did in high school when you had lots of time, nothing really to do, I would, you know, sit with him at the video store while he was working and we'd put movies on. And uh, I believe watching it uh, in the video store was the first time I, I saw that movie. And it was, um, well, it was a movie. <laughs> it was fine. Ah. Dabbing with fake praise. Yeah. <laughs> it was a movie. I don't even want to call that fake praise. So I'm a mother, um, and I am on many mommy blogs. And um, not that I write them, I read them. And um, <laughs> yeah, her whole, like, what is that? The the bird. Birding. Um, Birding. Yeah. Literally. Blah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. So she's. You know, you see somebody and you're like, okay, they have to be a reasonable human being. And then you hear the things they have to say and you're like, wow, they are not a reasonable human being. <laughs> my, my whole, like, mental picture of them needs to be rearranged right now. So. I, I think you have to be famous to, like, she she literally, she described once, like, having just sort of happened on that. Like, where her son, who has, you know, some, I don't know, Morgan or Taylor or one of the other, like, mm-hmm. five or ten most popular names right now uh, for, a, for a boy, um, wanted uh, some food that she had in her mouth that she just took out of her mouth and gave it to him. Nope. And then I guess, oh, that's just easy. Why don't I just chew some of the food oh, for God. him? Because that's a, that's a leap of logic that you oh, make. Oh, God, no. And, and you have to be famous to do yeah. that. And then do it long enough for it to become a habit without anyone you know going, you can't do that. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah. I think that's about all I've got to say on on this Tuesday Minute. Yeah. I- Thank you, Diana, for uh, – do, do you want to plug your own podcast? Yeah, sure. Um, I am one half of the hosts of Radio Podcast. We are a uh, fortnightly news and current events podcast um, and you can catch us um, at www.radio-podcast.net or uh, soundcloud.com slash radio podcast. And Kim Kardashian, if you're listening, um, contact the fine people at Radio Podcast, and I'm sure they would be happy to have you on and Absolutely. discuss the news of the day. Yeah, if you have some thoughts on the Flint water crisis or... Um... Diana, thank you for being with me on this, epi- on this episode, Minute 69. Uh, join us tomorrow. We'll be discussing uh, a Minute 70. Thanks very much, everybody. Bye! Bye. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. Produced and edited by Derek Huston. Executive produced and hosted by Park Parkinson. With my guests, Diana McMullen and Jackie Parkinson. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shot Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please write and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. Thank you.